Good morning and welcome to Monday morning, October the 17th in 2022 on When I Rise. Today we begin year C, proper week 25, which is the 20th Sunday after Pentecost. And on the Monday of the week, I'd like to pick up one of the Old Testament passages, which come to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary and this week at the church's calendar year. So we find ourselves in a couple different places where we could go. Both of them are prophet passages. So we're going to go to Joel chapter 2. Verses 23 through 32. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise, meet God together in a time of prayer. Joel chapter 2, verses 23 through 32. Be glad, people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the autumn rains because he is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains as before. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vast will overflow with new wine and oil. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, the great locusts and the young locusts, the other locusts and the locusts swarm, my great army that I sent among you. You will have plenty to eat until you are full, and you will praise the name of the Lord your God, who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. Then you will know that I am in Israel, and that I am the Lord your God, and that there is no other. Never again will my, be, my people be ashamed. And afterward I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, your young men will see visions, even on my servants, both men and women. I'll pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be deliverance, as the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. This is the word of God for us. The two themes that anchor this passage are this idea of restoration. So the book of Joel has this trajectory where everything is taken from Israel in the first part of the book because of their pride and their arrogance. Um, This protection from God has been removed and so they get an agricultural phenomenon among them where there was devastation in their fields because of a locust swarm. And then armies begin to march against Israel. So there's this this sense where everything is taken from them, but then in this last passage, we see that things are going to be given back to them, that things are going to be restored, uh, that their vats are going to be overflowed, that the storehouse is going to be full of food, and there's going to be plenty to share. And there's this sense where rain is going to come back into this world. Now, depending on where you live, it may rain a lot or it may rain a little, but in uh, the Mesopotamian region where these folks come from, like rain is super scarce. And so whenever it comes among you, it's a sign that perhaps God's blessing is going to rest upon uh, your people because it was just simply so rare uh, back in this day. Uh, this is only relegated to a certain small season of the year. So when the rains come again, it's a sense where things are going to be renewed. Things are going to be restored. There's promise in the wind once more. It reminds me of that closing scene in the film The Patriot with Mel Gibson. If you can recall, he is called back to be a soldier after a long life, hard life being a, a soldier. He's got all this 
trauma in his life and the war takes from his family. Uh, their enemies come and burn down his house. And so there's this faithful, faithful thing at the end where all the major and minor characters who are still alive at the end are helping to build his house back so it can be restored. I think that's probably the tenor of what's going on here. But another key feature of this passage is this idea of their shame being rolled away. It's repeated in this passage, this idea of shame that was upon them before is going to be rolled away, that they're going to be vindicated and they're going to be considered as blessed. So blessed that God's Spirit's going to be poured out on all people, that there's going to be a very general and liberal applying of God's Spirit upon all sorts of people. Like no longer will the Spirit just rest upon a few fiend a few, sorry, a few key individuals, but uh, it's going to be a nameless, faceless crowd on all people, young and old, men and women. Uh, the spirits can be given out so plainly in these days. Uh, people like a stranger would come among them. They would recognize that this is a people who have been blessed by God agriculturally. And these people, all people from top to bottom of society are gifted by God spiritually. And so this is a vindicated society. Uh, and it leads us forward to a future and a hope. People enter into religion for a couple of means. Uh, sometimes people come in for self-preservation. They are seeking their own answers, um, perhaps uh, their own, some sort of a consolation for guilt or shame that they find in their lives. Or they know that they're forgiven of their sins, right? So they find their own personal path. Others in enter into religion because um, they admire the community. The community helps one another. The community shares the community builds one another up. They challenge, admonish, and teach one another. They also are great, show great patience and a willingness to forgive one another. I think what's neat about this passage in Joel is that it presents this idea of this future hope of the people of God where their collective, like their community, is going to be just a great byproduct of a witness that God is among them. I think that's my dream, hopefully it's your dream today for the church, that um, we're not just a place where individuals can wander in and find their own answer, um, but that as people dwell among the people of God, not only are they personally nourished by the work of the church and the community of faith, but they also help advance it and enhance it because of their own unique gifts and experiences. So this church community that's the dream for the future is one where everybody gets to participate and people are held in honor and people are held with love. And that's going to be my prayer this morning is that you and I, sure, individually find our place in the people of God, find what we're looking for among God's people, this vindicated group of people, that we'd also commit to the church, commit to a group of people, commit to strengthening the body of Christ around us. So with these things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for this great truth today that comes from our passage. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. There will be deliverance, as the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. God, we thank you that you're gathering a group of people from the north and the south and the east and the west. And there's plenty of spaces at the table of God. Lord, we thank you that we all find forgiveness, that we all find hope, that we all find gifts, that we all find destiny together in the people of God. Lord, we confess to you at times that we don't act like the people of God. We um, complain uh, about one another. We uh, strive and compete against one another. We even leave people uh, from the people of God marginalized and forgotten and out in the cold. So forgive us for not being the people of God. 
But God, it is our desire for, for your blessing to rest upon this people, uh, for the Spirit to be poured out on all people, young and old, male and female, uh, those new, those who've been around a long time. We just simply pray that as the watching world takes note of the church, that they would find us to be people, even though we may not be perfect, uh, we are trusting in a gracious Savior and that uh, we are growing in grace. And so God, I pray for every community that dials in today, people who are connected to all of these church communities um, all over our country, all over the world. God, I pray that as we uh, meditate on our part, I pray that you would bless and enrich our churches for mission. I pray that we would help our neighborhoods, that we would lift up broken people, that we'd see lives restored and hope instilled within each and every zip code. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.